0: This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. Squirrel Cove was much more important during the first part of the 20th century. Union steamships tied up at the Long Wharf twice a week. There's still a Squirrel Cove general store and a post office, but there were once log booms, a sawmill, boatyard, machine shop, community hall, church, and a school. Much of this infrastructure disappeared during the years that steamships were supplanted by motorboats and floatplanes, however Lynn Jordan, former president of the Cortez Island Museum, has another explanation for Squirrel Cove's decline. It starts back in the years when there were no roads on Cortez Island.
1: For the longest time there was no connection from anywhere in Welltown to the other side of the island. There was a wagon road to where Robertson Road is now. Then it was a walking trail You went up over the hill and down into Squirrel Cove on a very rugged, rocky trail that more or less follows what Whale Town Road is now that goes over the hill to Squirrel Cove. If you could get there, there was a road connection to Manson's Landing. It wasn't until uh, the 1950s, I think, late 50s, when the Hanson brothers put through the road from Gunflint Lake over to Whaletown Road. It's called Gorge Harbor Road now. Everybody could bypass Squirrel Cove and go to Manson's Landing if they wanted to, rather than the long way around. That made a big difference to Squirrel Cove because it was a major place that people went to from both Manson's and Gorge and Whaletown.
0: Photographs from the Cortez Island Museum online archives depict a network of gravel roads throughout Cortez Island during the 1960s, Mike Manson described his family's trip from Southern Cortez to Whaletown during that era.
2: They were twisted, crooked wagon roads, and the automobile came. They had to straighten them out a bit, but um, mm. when I was a boy, they were still pretty crooked. We would bring our car over on Robbie Graham's barge, and we'd have the car for the summer. And every summer, we'd make this drive to Whaletown. It would take us one hour, one way. The roads were so windy and so dusty... And my dad refused to open the windows to cool off the car because he didn't want any dust in. So we'd take this hour-long journey. I'd be car-sick, we'd be hotter than blazes and get down to Whale Town and Bergman's store and have an ice cream cone and come back an hour <laughs> car-sick again and all hot.
0: A picture of the gravel road entering Whale Town in 1972 states, note, the road is not yet paved, unquote. The Squirrel Cove route may still have been important when B.C. ferries arrived in 1969.
1: In the first few years, I think, to get to Manson, you had to drive through Squirrel Cove.
0: Construction of the Gorge Harbour Road also changed the face of Whaletown.
1: Between where the post office building was and the library, there was actually a little tiny bay there. When the connector road was built from Gunflint over to Whale Town Road, The loose rock was used to fill in that bay. Also, just below the church on that road, above where the library is, that road had on both sides rock that kind of narrowed the road. They blasted there. And all that rock went into that to fill in that bay. It's now a parking area between the old post office and the library.
0: You've been listening to part of an interview with Lynn Jordan, who is writing a history of Whaletown for the Cortez Island Museum. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.